Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing. I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. Most pop songs have a very strict structure, verse, verse, chorus, whereas jazz, you get a melody with a set of chord changes. You play that melody with those chord changes. Now, once you do that, you have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. And comedian and actor Caroline Ray. You're most comfortable when you're on stage. Probably. You really love it. Yeah, I feel like I always think my stand-up is a dinner party. I know what I'm going to make. You're my guests. I don't know what's going to happen. But the thing about stand-up that amazes me is it's only going to happen in that moment in time. Even if we film it, it's never going to be what it feels like live. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the best bits. This is the part one where I bring on a show member and we give you guys some behind the scenes. We talk about life and all kinds of things before we get into part two, which is just the bits. And I'm breaking down the best segments from the Bobby Bone show this week. Right now, this podcast right here is me talking to somebody else, though, and that somebody else is Mike D. Hello. (laughs) How are you? And he has... Bright, shiny, white teeth to show because his braces are off. Yes, temporarily. Temporarily? Okay. Yeah, so I really don't like talking about my teeth. I've never really put it out there. And it's weird seeing so many people comment now because I did post a video and you can see that I have them off. But I have a whole long journey going on with my teeth. So they're off temporarily. Long story short, I'm going to have them back on. So Okay. so not journey's not over yet. Yeah, that's why I didn't post about it or say anything about it. I'm like, it's going to be really weird for people when I put them back on. Like, Wait, what, what happened? But yeah, it's it's the thing I've dealt with my entire life. Well, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. I mean, I was in braces, I think, for at least eight years of my life. And then I had to get Invisalign because I never wore yeah. my retainer. <laughs> Basically, I never went to the dentist as a kid. And then as an adult, I went. I had the process started when I was living in Texas. And then moved to Nashville. My dentist was still in Texas, have since retired. Oh, gosh. They did some things that weren't really like the thing they should have done to get yeah. my teeth to where they are. 
So now I have a whole new dentist, have a whole new plan that I'm starting uh, here this next week. So I will be back in them probably this summer. Awesome. Well, at least you get a little break in them, right? It does feel really weird. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I remember, you know, I'll tell you, when I first got my braces off, I had had them for so long and I had one tooth. So I had a a gap on the left side of my mouth for probably four years where we were waiting. They were like, oh, the tooth will eventually come down. Well, we waited four years for it to never come down. And then they had to pull it down. Yeah. And so I had those for so long, braces for so long on that entire journey that when I finally got them off, I cried, not because I was happy, because I hated my teeth (laughs) without the braces on. I had only known my teeth with braces. So I saw them and I was bawling. I was so mad. I was like, put them back on. (laughs) So I now, obviously, I love them and I I love my teeth. But I mean, that moment, my mom was like mortified. She was like, are you kidding me? After all these years, you're crying because you hate your teeth. I had a similar feeling, mainly because I knew I was going to have to get them put back on. But also, like I struggle with you know, having crooked teeth and I felt like it's a little bit of a security blanket to have braces on because it's like, oh, they're on there. You're not really seeing what's behind them. So it was weird for me to get them taken off and yeah, it just feels weird to see that. It just feels weird. Yeah. They also, they feel slimy. Like there used to be something there. Yeah. I totally get it. Well, nothing to be ashamed of because I think majority of people have to have teeth stuff going on there is not anyone that i know in my entire life that has never had to have it done or they choose not to have it done right like yeah. nobody is birds with a perfect smile <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least not that i've met and if there's somebody out there like there i think it's a unicorn exactly <laughs> but we have more to talk about i just had you because you're smiling bright bright eyed and i was like oh my gosh they look amazing <laughs> um so super excited but there's your guys update so don't keep asking questions, right, Mike? Yeah. There's the update. <laughs> um, we did have Chris Jansen on this week, so he's in at number seven. He came on and performed like four different songs, two of his big hits, two of his new songs, and it was super fun to hear from Chris. He's always really fun to have in studio. High energy, and of course, the beef with Lunchbox kind of got squashed, kind of caused more issues for listeners in a way uh, with Lunchbox. So, But at least between Chris and Lunchbox, they're good for now. It's settled for yeah, now. Yeah, it's settled. But that's not what we're going to talk about right now. What I want to know is your favorite person, well, at least one of your top three favorite people on this earth, mm-hmm. is having a baby. Yes. Posty is having a baby. I felt it was kind of exciting to me. Like, I don't really get excited about celebrities announcing that they're going to have a kid. But when he saw it and the statement he put out, like, it made me excited for him because it's kind of cool. Is he dating someone and it's just low-key? Yeah, very low-key. Okay, so he is in a relationship and I'm just not aware of it? Yeah, has been for like a couple years. Oh, nice. Like long-term. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good for Posty. I mean, either way, even if it was just a baby and he was excited about it, that's cool too. That's cool too. (laughs) I didn't know if there was a girlfriend in the picture involved in all of this. So that's fun. Yeah, he he put out a statement saying that, you know, he had been sad his whole life and now has found some happiness so I just felt like that aspect to it to know the things he struggled with in the past to now have something like that special it just made me happy for him and I don't even know him oh <laughs> that was like your one time you were like I'm actually excited for a celebrity yeah I will say too like watching have you seen any of the Met Gala content yes okay I have realized that like I don't really care much like you I don't really care about celebrity life I have to know about it and I'm aware of things but I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like I could go my life without knowing. If I left this job, 
I could not pay attention. Probably never look at it again. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> fine. Uh, but I was on TikTok and I got into some deep holes on the Met Gala content. I couldn't help it. I was like, I was so far deep. I was like, this is so interesting and I don't know why. Yeah, I look forward to that too and I have no idea why. I don't get it. I don't know if it's the outfits, if it's the drama that comes with people not wearing the right outfits or people yelling at each other. I don't know. I feel like there's always drama on the Met Gala steps. Especially like um, watching Kris Jenner and she always like welcomes all of her daughters every year. Apparently (laughs) that's a thing, which I'm like, okay, that's like main character energy from Kris Jenner (laughs) taking the spotlight. But that's something that I feel like I didn't think I was into and I apparently am. So besides um, Posty, is there something you think you don't care about? Just in general, life. It could be anything in life that you think you don't care about. And then you kind of find yourself like, oh, I actually do care about that. Oh, if I don't care about something, I'm just, I'm not invested in it at all. I know, right? But like, is there something that kind of like tricks you into thinking you didn't care about it, but then you did? Because that's how I feel about the Met Gala. (laughs) I mean, I don't think I have one. (laughs) (laughs) It may come to you later, but I'm going to put that that question on your mind for this podcast. Maybe by the end you have one. And I don't know, like, if there's others on my thing. Um, um, yeah, no. Not in the specific category, but Met Gala is one. I do find it very interesting um, seeing celebrity lifestyles only on the Met Gala. Don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. And I do adore Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. And maybe that's partially why, because they always, oh, like, yeah. steal the show. So if they were to have babies, much like you're with Posty, I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> but that's about the only person. Or unless it's like an unexpected pregnancy, those are my favorite. The un- yeah, when they keep it. I like it when they just, hey, I had a baby. Yeah, like Kane Brown and his wife. I was like, oh, they had a baby. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> I love those. Those are like my favorite ones. So, yeah. So something to think on. Okay. For the rest of it, you're going to be like, I, I still have nothing. It's fine. <laughs> it, that's okay. Um, also, this week on the show at number six, I reviewed Shawshank Redemption. And every time Mike comes on, we got lots of movies and things mm-hmm. to talk about, which is always a good time. Because Mike is the expert in movies. He has Movie Mike. And he has his own podcast all about that. Um, But I want to know. I know you're kind of helping Bobby in this uh, bit where we're making me watch old movies to review things. But if you had like a top five that you want me to watch, what would they be? That I haven't seen. Okay. From 80s and 90s in this realm of things that I'm having to watch that I've never seen before classics i would have to say have you seen the original jurassic park no i haven't i've seen clips of it i've never seen the full thing that is a really good one that's like classic cinema for me okay and that's like what 80s that came out in 94 94 okay so it was a year after i was born all right okay that's one i would have to say the original batman oh which one's that with jack nicholson and michael keaton it was 89. Oh, wow. Yeah. Does, so, is that the one that has all the references? Or like, the, is that the TV show that has the references? The TV show. Oh. It's the first, It's the one where Jack Nicholson plays the Joker. Okay. So he's kind of the one who made that role like a thing to play. But you think I would end up potentially liking it, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the Batman? Yeah, for sure. Yeah? It's a totally different vibe. Okay. But I think if you do, because you do love superhero stuff. I do. That's one that I feel like you have to watch because it's a classic. Okay. All right. We got two. We got three three more <laughs> to name because this could potentially happen down the line. We don't know because I assume you are helping Bobby pick movies. Or yeah. is he picking them? 
and hoping that I haven't seen them. We are combining a list of things we haven't, we think you haven't watched. Okay. And then, yeah. Okay. And to be fair, most of the things I've watched from the from the 80s or 90s, if I've seen them, are like rom-coms or romantic movies. So like Breakfast Club, I've seen it. Those, the Rocky movies, I've seen those. But that's really, there's not a lot. Like that list isn't very long. Yeah. So what else you got? I would go with Fight Club. Have you seen Fight Club? Nobody talks about Fight Club? Is yeah, that from that? That is from that. I don't think I've actually seen it. I just know that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Who's in it? Who's in Fight Club? It is Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Probably my favorite Brad Pitt movie. Interesting. Okay. And I do feel like that's a pretty pop culture one. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got three. We got two more, Mike. <laughs> And then I would go another movie from 1994, probably Pulp Fiction. Oh, gosh, no. That's a thriller thing, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> it's not even a thriller. Is it a scary movie? No, it's like a crime drama. Mike? Quentin Tarantino, so his style. Okay, is it actually a thriller, though? Because if it, and it is, I'm going to cry. No, no thriller. I hate... Oh, that's my, <laughs> that's my alarm to some behind the scenes. I had to take a COVID test before we left for iHeart Country Festival, a little brop introduction and it looks like a pregnancy test but it's <laughs> it does. not and i am negative for covid so hey. great news on there that was my alarm if you heard it um okay but i feel like i've heard pulp fiction is a like horror film in that category no not a horror film i feel like as i've done my podcast people have different interpretations of what like genres are Okay. So I would I would classify it as just like a crime drama, but I feel like when you sit down to watch a movie, you like things to make you feel good yeah. and happy, and anything related to any kind of violence has kind of a negative effect on you, which I find interesting. Like, I love that stuff. I love people in crazy situations, sometimes people getting hurt. Like, I find enjoyment out of watching things like that, that I could watch the most brutal thing ever. But I find enjoyment in it because it's it's an, it's escapism for me. Mm, I don't so you need like any, when I don't need to watch. Yeah, I don't emotions. need to watch anything that ref, like makes me feel a certain way or like reflects like like I need to watch something good. Like I can just watch the most horrible thing, and if it's done right, I enjoy it. Oh yeah, no, I'm the exact opposite of that. Is <laughs> that making you feel horrible? I feel horrible all day, and I carry that with me forever. <laughs> it does not leave. That's why I like watching Shawshank Redemption. Like we talked about a little bit in the bit, but it was so emotional and why I couldn't watch it in one sitting is because and spoiler alert I mean this movie's like 20 years old so. yeah it's it's over the 20 um, year old <laughs> when the suicide happened I was like I, I don't think I can keep watching this like it took I was like I don't want to see that like I know that happens I've lost people to that so when that scene happened it was so emotional that I was like I don't know that I'm gonna make it through this movie and so I finally, like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, like, not. I'm going to turn it off. I watched an hour of it up mm -hmm. until that point Friday night. And then Saturday morning, I woke up, and I was like, okay, I have to finish the movie. And I did. But then, like, two more bad things happened. I'm like, you've got to be <laughs> kidding me. So I'm, I think I'm the opposite of you in that, like, I love feeling emotions, but I love feeling happy emotions. I love being, like, really joyful. So when something makes me feel very down, it, like, it takes me a while to come out of that. So, like, you could probably move on from it. Like, you can see the movie. You feel how you feel. Mm -hmm. And you kind of go about your day. That's not me. I'm like the opposite. <laughs> It'll take me, like, a week to get over that. <laughs> so, but that's probably, too, why you also love, like, horror movies and stuff, I would imagine. Because it doesn't, like, make you feel 
yeah awful forever i just like watching anything that invokes any kind of emotion out of me because i think that's the hardest thing to do whether it be something that makes me laugh something that makes me scared something that makes me cry like if i can watch anything that gives me any kind of feeling that's a win let me ask you this anger is a hard emotion to evoke from a movie like you might feel mad yeah but have you ever been super angry after watching something yes what was it just mercy oh yeah Mm-hmm. Anything where there's any kind of injustice or any kind of like crime drama like that, you will get angry while watching a movie, especially if it's based on a true story. You will watch something like that and think like, how could this have ever happened? You get like riled up while you're watching it. And then if something else goes wrong in the movie, you want to yell or throw something at the screen. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it probably takes something like that. probably a true story is yeah. something that invokes anger. Yeah, that that one have you there's two on Netflix that I watched that would be similar in that vein of giving you that anger reaction of injustice, which would be um when they see us or the it's about the park yeah. five. Yes. Guys, that one. Yeah. Have you seen that I one? I have seen that it's one. It's like a limited series, I think. And then the other one that was a movie that they did that's based on a true story with that comedian guy. That's in it. Chicago Five? Yes. The Trial Sasha of... Sasha yeah. Yes. Um, those three, I think, are in that kind of same vein. Yeah, political dramas. Mm-hmm. Where they're very, oh, yes. But you're right. Like, feel... I would rather... But I would rather feel anger than terror. <laughs> I think I would choose that. I think I would choose anger over terror. Do you get scared from, like, a horror movie? Yes. Like, legit? Yeah. Let's, okay, here's the problem, though. This is my dad's fault. Because when I was a kid, he would come knock on my window... And I and run away. And so I always thought somebody was outside of my window, like watching me. I had all these nightmares that were associated with my dad pranking me. And so ever since then, like I couldn't like live by myself. I was afraid of loud like noises if I was home alone. Like I would be home. This is how bad it was, Mike. I would be home alone at my parents' house when I was like in high school. And I'd call them every time I heard like something crazy. I'd be like, guys, I, I heard something in the basement. I don't know what it is, but something's <laughs> down there. And so as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little bit better, but I, I don't need to backtrack. And me backtracking would be watching horror movies to be back in that same space again. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think I'm just a huge baby. I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> I don't think it will ever go into there. Yeah, I mean, I started watching horror movies when I was probably like seven or eight years old. Wild. I remember like every Halloween, I would watch every single Halloween Michael Myers movie and would never have nightmares or anything. So crazy. I just enjoyed it. Did your parents like let you watch those or did you kind of sneak watch them? See, I had an older brother, older sister who were seven, eight years older than me. So I kind of grew up always being a little bit more mature. Mm. And my parents, if like my brother and sister were going to watch it, I would probably watch it too. So yeah, I I watched pretty much everything. So I'm kind of a weird like guidance whenever somebody's like is that okay for kids like i don't know i watched it when i was like eight <laughs> i was watching horror movies and like south park and stuff like that well to be fair you turned out just fine i don't know maybe <laughs> you're like i don't know about that you do have what is it the night sleeping thing that you had the sleep paralysis yeah yeah so you did have that that's true there's a possibility that they are connected <laughs> maybe 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 i watched too many horror movies I don't, I don't think they're actually connected, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, I did look up Pulp Fiction, and the exact like summary of it is the lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster, and his wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwine in four tales of violence and redemption. Do you feel like that's pretty accurate? Yeah, what's the coolest thing about it is like all these, yeah, all the stories kind of unfold into each other, so it's a really big, I feel like it's a, it's a masterpiece, I feel. 
Okay. Well, I've always thought it was like a a crime one, so I could I could be convinced to watch that one. Yeah, I I just worry or wonder if it holds up because it did mm. come out in '94. Some of the references and some of it, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. See, and I do think too, it's really funny to watch him from this perspective, having no like skin in the game, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think people take into account that when I'm watching something, I'm not trying not to like it. I'm just trying to watch it from this perspective right here. Yeah. Like if I'm watching it and I'm seeing it right now in this moment, this is how it makes me feel. And so there was a lot of people that were up in arms about Austin Powers. And I'm like, guys, like I'm I'm watching this now when we've seen a lot of comedy come out and a lot of things that are are hilarious and still like not cheesy, right? I've seen so much now that I have so many things to relate it to. Whereas when people watched it back then, they didn't, right? Like, that's all they had to to connect to a cheesy comedy. And so I have a different perspective in that sense. It's also just weird to get assigned something to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll have a different mindset going into it. Yeah. I remember when I had to watch the Godfather movies, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> and also, comedies are really hard because I think out of every movie genre, the hardest thing to do is make somebody laugh. Yeah. And I feel like there hasn't been a great comedy in like 10 years. So when it comes to things like Austin Powers, which came out in the 90s, it was a lot different then. Yeah, the comedy genre in general was yeah. different back then. And it was. It was very like, I don't even know the word you used to describe it, but like brass, just very like forthcoming. There was mm-hmm. no like, there's no, in. they're not insinuating anything. They're just saying it. And you're like, that. that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot to take on. Um, but yeah, so I, I think people are just not realizing from that perspective too, when you're watching something at a later date and, and I, I love Star Wars. Star Wars was a big one I watched. I didn't really love the first few movies, but I enjoyed them. I love what they, they offered to like pop culture, but I didn't, um, you know, then I had to compare them to the new Star Wars movies cause I'm seeing them all at the same time. So I have a lot more going on in my brain than just like watching it for the first time and I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. It's a different experience than just watching it for the first time when you were 10 years old. So just some perspective if you're (laughs) going to give me crap for all my reviews that I do. Um, One more. You had one more on that on the top five list. I'll give you a comedy then. Have you seen Billy Madison? Yes, I have. I have watched most of Adam Sandler's like movies or his Billy Madison, what are, his film, like, production, whatever the his happy thing Madison, is. Yes, yeah. yeah. So you've seen that. You've, mm-hmm. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? Yes, I have. Okay, then I'll go about Grandma's Boy. I don't think I've seen Grandma's Boy. What is that one? It's it's in that same Happy Madison production company. Okay. And it was, like, probably early 2000s. And Adam Sandler's in it? No, but it's just his, his production His production, company. okay. But it's one of my favorite comedies. It's... I would say a raunchier, kind of like stoner comedy. Mm, interesting. But if we're going into something you haven't seen that'll make you laugh, that's a pretty good one. Nice. Is it kind of like the um, Billy Thornton? He's in one where he's like a grandpa. A bad, 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 bad grandpa. Bad, yeah, something like that. Is it kind of like that? In that vein? Kind of. It's about this dude who works at like a like a video game, like designing a video game, mm-hmm. and then he goes back to live with his grandma. Interesting. He gets kicked out. Okay, you gotta love people when they live <laughs> with their grandparents. It's always a good time to watch. It's so. just one of those movies that I like reference just random quotes from, <laughs> and I feel like also maybe a whole lot of people didn't see it. Okay, so I feel like it's an underrated comedy. Underrated Again, comedy. Rated R, raunchy, so probably not for everybody. 
but that's kind of the genre. We're I like checking to go into. into if you want to see some things. If you're on this journey with me, yeah, <laughs> here's five you can watch. Like these are good. Ones. I have a feeling some of these are going to end up being assigned to me. <laughs> Um, now, too, I want to talk about, like, we're, you know, obviously Shawshank Redemption, all of these are older movies in the 80s, 90s. Um, what do you think is the best movie right now that's underrated? You had mentioned underrated. I would say I just watched a movie in theaters called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. and Interesting title. Yes. And I feel people criticize movies right now because... Everybody's saying it's all reboots. It's all things that have been done before. It's nothing but sequels. It's nothing but another superhero movie. And I feel like this is the most original movie I've seen probably in the last five years. And completely new story, completely new characters. And it was one of the most entertaining theater experiences I've ever had. Because it's just, it felt like I had a dream come to life on the screen. (laughs) Because it's about this woman who realizes she is living in kind of a multiverse, which is kind of a popular thing right now. Yeah. So there's all these other versions of her, and she's trying to harness these newfound, like, kind of superpowers that she has. And it's it was so funny, but not, like, with jokes. Okay. Just, just in like the writing and the really dialogue. natural humor. It was funny. Like, everybody in the theater was laughing throughout the entire thing. But it wasn't something up there like trying to be some zany comedy. It was just so well done that it was just funny. And then visually, it was amazing. The story was great, even though it is this big, like, kind of superpower kung fu type movie. At the end of it, the story is pretty universal that it gets you to, like, this emotional level. So it really had everything I could ever want in a movie. And I feel like not a whole lot of people talked about it. It's an independent movie, but it's still making pretty good money for an independent movie. Might be one of the biggest ones from this production company. So I feel like when people say there's no original movies, like you're missing out on one in theaters right now. They're just not looking for them, right? That's what's happening. If there's not a big actor in it or there's not, you know, some superhero attached to it, people don't gravitate towards it. And I, being a movie guy, I always try to promote the newest movies coming out now, I love modern cinema and I try to be like a voice for that because, I mean, even Bobby sometimes talks about like people not liking or caring about movies anymore. I'm like, dude, I do a movie podcast. <laughs> You're yes, like, I you do. can't say that. You're just not paying attention. I do. I think uh, I would say movies, TV shows and food are all in the same category and that it's hard for people to argue intensely about them. They mm-hmm. might disagree yeah. or agree, but like it's, a pretty neutral topic. Yeah. And everybody loves to hear about it. So. And I also just feel like the way we take things in now when it comes to entertainment, it's all changed. Like, I know mm. everybody talks about, like, wanting to start a new TV show. But I feel even now the TV shows people watch are really just longer movies <laughs> just broken into, like, episodes that are just, it's just a longer movie broken in. Like, the whole story is, like, one season is basically one long movie now yeah. for certain types of shows. Well, so. like, all the limited series. Yeah, and that's, many, that's yeah. a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I the thing that I hate the most is people who criticize long, like, run, run times. <laughs> like, not starting a movie because of the runtime, but you'll watch uh, eight episodes of a show and not think twice about it. And you, you can watch a movie and, like, you don't have to sit down and watch the entire thing. Yeah. Like, if it's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie, I'll watch an hour now. I'll watch an hour later. 30, like, you can break it up. Nobody's saying you have to watch a movie in the traditional way. 
of sitting down and start to finish because that's what will be done forever. Yeah. Hey, Shawshank Redemption. That's yeah. what I did. I rewatched The Batman, which is a three hour movie, but I did like an hour. I broke it up. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm one of those people that has an issue with long movies, but I don't make it. I don't let it stop me from watching something. Yeah. I will still watch it, but I'll be like, okay, this is a little long. <laughs> Maybe you take a break. Let me go pee real quick or whatever. But like, it doesn't deter me from watching a movie. It just will deter me at the end to see if I'm going to recommend it to someone yeah. is more of what happens. I think it's a psychological thing more than anything. I if would, you, if I would you go so. to like something and you see it's oh, two hours, well, I'm not starting that. Just watch 30 minutes. And if you don't like it, turn it off. Yeah, that's true. Listen, though. I have a problem, Mike. Okay, okay. all these streaming services, <laughs> they they put it up there easily for you so you can go back and watch what you've been watching. Mm-hmm. But if something sits in there, it bothers me so bad. I like it. You know how it you says on Netflix? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, interesting. Like on, on Netflix, it's like, continue watching. I'll have like, my boyfriend will start something random. And I'm like, you, you, you put it in there. Now it's in there. And I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> like he'll start an anime show. And I'll be like, I okay, cool, but you didn't finish it. And now it's sitting and I continue to watch. And I don't know why that's a thing for me. So that's a problem. Yeah. I'm trying to like, but I have realized like, you know, pro tip, if anybody uh, is like me on that, on Netflix, you can go on like your app on your phone and remove them. Oh, okay. And then they don't show up on your TV one. (laughs) So like there'll be things that I haven't finished watching. I'm like, oh, I didn't really like that. And I'll just go clear it out on there because then it doesn't keep showing up for me. Don't ask me why that's a thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I get that. I feel like I used to have that, but I worked past it. So you can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying. I keep trying to just let them sit there. But if it gets accumulated, like a lot of them, I'm like, nope, this has got to go. Like I can deal with like a few, four or five. But when there's like 10 in there, I'm like, nope, <laughs> I got to go. Or I'll like, I'll use my Apple TV remote to go all the way to the end. So it ends the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes away. <laughs> This super weird habit, I know. Um, but yeah, I will mention before we, we keep jumping into more, we have a lot more to talk about. Um, Secrets of Dumbledore. I see some hate from it from the Harry Potter world online, and I don't get it. Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen it yet. I know you're not a huge Harry Potter fan. Have you seen the Harry Potter movies? I am. I love the original Harry Potters. I just never really got into... Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I love the first one. The second one didn't really make me want to see the third one. <laughs> Fair. And they are all like connected in, in their whole like universe, the the way of how it's the prequels of Harry Potter. But I love Secrets of Dumbledore. I laughed. I cried. I was definitely traumatized. I also got hate for saying I was traumatized. I'm like, listen, I'm an empath. It's just part of my <laughs> way of watching a movie. Um, but I do. I think there's a lot of people giving hate for it. And it's really good. I, I, I enjoyed Jude Law in it as Dumbledore. And it wrapped up the whole kind of series of that really well. I don't think there's supposed to be another one, at least that I've heard of. Um, But I will say it's one that's up there. I don't think it got a very good score on Rotten Tomatoes either, which is interesting to me because there's a scene also in this movie with Eddie Raymond. Redmayne. Redmayne. I never pronounce his last (laughs) name right. Um, He's so good, by the way. Him and the actor who plays his brother in the movie, they're they're really great. But there's a scene in there that I I literally cried until I had tears during this movie because of how great his acting is in playing the person that he plays. So uh, I say give it a try if you're a Fantastic Beast fan. And I had two girlfriends go with me that didn't see the other two movies. So they enjoyed it. They had no <laughs> idea really like the connections of yeah. everything. And there's a lot of Harry Potter Easter eggs in it, which was really cool, which I had not seen in the first two kind of Fantastic Beasts before. They mention 
Hogwarts and they talk about it. But in this last one, there's like full on Harry Potter Easter eggs. And I'm like, yes, we are finally connecting everything together. So I think you want to try. It's still on my list. So I'll check it out. Yeah, I think I, I I'm interested to see because you and I always have some opposing opinions, which we are going to get to later in this podcast yeah. about one thing uh, our opposing opinions on. Um, but it's funny because there's some that we both really like. But there's at least a couple out there that you and I disagree yeah. on. <laughs> hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. Big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, What? Salt and pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue Here, There, and Everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All that sitting and swiping, our backs hurt, our eyeballs sting. That's our bodies adapting to our technology. But we can do something about it. We saw amazing effects. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. There's no turning back from me. Make 2024 the year you put your health before your inbox. And take the Body Electric Challenge. Listen to Body Electric from NPR on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I enjoy it. I think it's hilarious. Um, But I I would be interested to see what you think of this one. I'll check it out. (laughs) Then we had coming in at number five, Lunchbox shared a phone call he had with his, uh, I'm using quotation marks, you can't see them, agent, uh, about his movie role that the listener asked him to come and do. Funny call. It was, it was a great time. Listen, Lunchbox, I, I'm going to admit it. Like, he's been on a roll lately. He's yes. making me laugh. That's why he won Employee of the Month. I, yes, like, he's killing it. Everybody gives him a hard time on the internet, I know. But he's been he's been bringing the content lately, so I got to give him some props. Might be the only time you ever hear me say that. <laughs> um, I want to know, have you had anything super cool happen to you recently or super exciting or something you want to share? You want to do a little humble brag, either on yourself or someone in your life? I think the most exciting thing I have going on right now is we're about to celebrate our one-year anniversary. Yeah. And one year went by really quick. And we're in the process now of, like, finding what gifts we are going to get each other. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like this one will probably be, like, the main one that we celebrate. I think we're, like, first year and then, like, five, ten You'll do like the increments instead of every year? Yeah, because I think this one feels the most special just because the first time, first anniversary. And before we would celebrate like all our other, you know, like our dating anniversary, the day we met, the day we got engaged. I think after this one, we just celebrate 
the wedding anniversary. Oh, interesting. Because it's, I don't know. I remember when I talked about that we celebrated our engagement anniversary, people were like, why would you celebrate that? I was like, well, we like celebrating everything. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it's fun to go back and remember that. And I think in the last couple of years, I've learned you should celebrate even the little things. I was like, why not celebrate when we had our first date? So maybe it's now more of an acknowledgement of those other ones. And this is just the big actual celebration. There's gifts involved. Maybe you do something for it. Yeah. And the other ones you kind of like acknowledge. Maybe there's like you guys have a date night planned. Yeah, I think we still do something like yeah. that. Not so much of like, oh, we get each a other full out celebration four times a year or anything. <laughs> but I feel like it's important to celebrate even, yes, the big things like the anniversaries, but also like the smaller things, even if it's special just to you. I think there's no harm in that. Well, let, let me like look at this on a calendar, right? You got Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and you got Christmas. Those are two like automatic gift giving holidays. Yeah. Then you got the person's birthday. We got yeah, And my wife's birthday is like right after Christmas at the oh, start of the year. Okay. So I find it easy. Sometimes I'll just like start gathering a list of things I know she's going to like. And then I kind of pick which one I'm going to do for Christmas and which <laughs> one to keep for a birthday. So I, I just don't want to show like more... Like, here's all the gifts for this one and then kind of forget about the birthday. Do you try and make him like even try on the to. price? I'm too, like, like, okay, <laughs> I'll get these things and then this one will go here. This one will go there. Okay, perfect. Because it, it does kind of suck having a birthday around a holiday like Christmas mm-hmm. and you get maybe a birthday gift and then you get a not so great Christmas gift. Yep. Like you, you couldn't decide when you were born. It's just how it is. I know that it, it is tough too. Okay. So, well, yeah, you have all of those right now. Yeah. And then, I mean, Valentine's Day is like a, a month and a half later after that too. Um, so then you have your marriage anniversary. Mm-hmm. We've got four. And what are the other ones that you guys were celebrating? Our first date was, it just passed at the start of May. Okay, so first date. When we got engaged was in October. Engagement anniversary. Yeah. Okay. And that's all of them. Okay, so if you guys actually celebrated all of those, <laughs> it would be six. That would yeah. be gifts six times. You would literally be giving gifts for half of the year. Year-round, yes. Wow. I don't think there's any other holidays that I can think of that you give gifts. I mean, you got Thanksgiving, Halloween, July 4th. None of those are really gifts giving, I don't think, unless y'all do some fun things out well, there. I've learned that her family does like Easter like basket gifts. Oh yeah, that's which one. I didn't know. <laughs> like I didn't have an Easter basket growing up, and it's a whole new concept to me. But her mom like wanted to get us like gifts like that in a basket, and I was like, I I don't know, I don't know how to accept this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know what an Easter basket is. She comes from a family; they love giving gifts. Mm. So they are, that is their love language. Yes. Giving gifts. And mine is awkwardness receiving gifts. (laughs) You're like, ah, thanks. I did not know this was coming. (laughs) But honestly, gifts in general are just, it's just awkward, right? You kind of like just take it for what it is and you're like, okay, we're just going to do it. Because it it is awkward. Regardless of who it is, it could be your best person in the entire world and you're still like, Okay, am I going to like it? I hope I yeah. like it. This is going to be awkward if I don't. The thing is, it could be something that I really like and like have wanted and I get it and it's still awkward to me. <laughs> You're like, like, oh, thanks. Oh, this is exactly what I want. This is great. It, it is great, yeah. but it's just an awkward thing. That's okay. <laughs> I've got I've gotten used to that. My boyfriend is, he's not like super emotional. He's not one of those guys that like can wear his heart on his sleeve. Whereas you've, you know me. I wear everything on my sleeve. It's it's all out there. Everything is pretty much out there. So when we do gifts, he's like, okay, this is cool. 
and we kind of go about our day. When I get one, I'm like, this is awesome. This is the best thing. This ever- I could, you could give me a freaking French fry. And I would say the same thing because that is just genuinely how I feel. <laughs> I love like receiving things because I'm such a giver mm-hmm. that when I receive things, it, I'm telling you, give me a balloon. I'm going to be happy about it. So it's funny in that we do like, Similar to what you were talking about, there is not much emotion that comes out of that. I'm like, what happens? Like, maybe one day we do decide to get married. Are you going to cry? Is there going to be emotion there? <laughs> and he's like, I mean, yeah, I would, I would anticipate that that would happen. I'm like, well, well why isn't there right now? I'm giving you a really cool <laughs> gift. I don't understand. <laughs> so you guys uh, would probably connect in that way. Yeah. Does he's your boyfriend like, like practical gifts? Yeah, I mean, he likes gifts in general. Like, he's just, he likes them all, but okay. it's just very, like, things are just very matter of fact to him. It just kind of is what it is. I think that's why it's hard for my wife to get me gifts because I like super practical, boring stuff. Mm, so, like socks. Yeah. Yeah. Socks, a hat, underwear, stuff like that <laughs> so that I'm going to use. I'll like that just as much as something fancy. Yes. I, I, I feel that same way. I feel like I'd rather be able to use it than it sit somewhere and I can't do anything mm-hmm. with it. Unless it's something that was like so creative and so out of the box. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll, this is so cool. But not often does that happen. Yeah, I also just have a weird thing with like material things. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the way I grew up, but I don't really like lean towards expensive things. I don't have a drive to have those kinds of things. I'm very much, I feel like I'm kind of a minimalist. Yeah. Like, I don't need a whole lot of things. I need the basics. I, if I'm going to buy something that is expensive, it's like a tool I'm going to use, like a computer, a laptop, a tablet. That's like the only, like, if I can get use out of it, that's what I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. But anything else like that, I don't like having possessions. Like, so then when you give gifts to, do you give them in a sense that they can use them? I try to. That I think I always kind of lean towards, like, how many uses are they going to get out of this? <laughs> like, will they actually use this? That's kind of my win. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's harder to buy gifts. I'm like, as long as they use it once, that's like a, that, that's the goal. Yep, that's true. But when you spend like, I don't know, 150 bucks on something, you're like, I hope you use it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, though. That that makes sense. And that's super exciting for you guys right now. So when is that that date? Do you want to share or not share? Uh, yeah, June 5th. Okay. So it's coming up. It's very close. You, you are, we are recording this literally a month away. Yeah, literally. <laughs> wow. Okay, do you have a date plan? Besides the gift side of things, do you guys have like an evening plan? We're still planning that side of it, yeah. Together or do you want to surprise her or her surprise you? I think we'll plan it together. Mm -hmm. At least like the, probably like the dinner aspect of it and the activity and then maybe throw in a surprise. Yeah, a little somewhere in there. A little, maybe a puppy? No, not yet. (laughs) You're like, no, we're not ready for that, Morgan. Don't put that out there. Oh man. Uh, well, on on my side, I want to shout out my sister Sarah. She is my second oldest sister, and she teaches. It was Teacher Appreciation Week this past mm-hmm. week, um, and she teaches um, at the Wichita schools. And um, she got a shopping spree from Walmart. Her and and her teacher. There's only two of them in her grade level. There, they each got 500 bucks to go spend on whatever they want at Walmart. Nice, just for being a great teacher. Like, how cool is that from Walmart? Like, so shout out to my sister who is an incredible teacher and she loves what she does. But also on Walmart for, like, recognizing that teachers spend so much of their own money on supplies and being like, here, here's a here's a gift card. They also gave them, like, memberships to Walmart Plus, like, their thing that they have mm-hmm. to do free shipping and all that cool stuff. So, I mean, just shout outs all around because I think that's super cool. And 
not enough teachers get enough recognition or money to do all of the things that they do all the time. So I wanted to shout that out for sure and also shout out Remy because we went to another therapy assignment, different than our usual retirement home one. We went to Vanderbilt and we went and visited with some college students um, who were finishing their finals. And man, they loved seeing Remy so much. Some of them like sat outside with her for over an hour. It was the cutest thing. We're just sitting in like this little plaza area. There's, it was like a powwow of college students. Remy's in the middle of it. They're all giving her treats all over the place. And she's wagging her tail. She's getting pets. She was so tired. She snored so hard when we got home after that. But they were so happy. And I don't, you know, I just don't think uh, I realized how much uh, pet therapy was going to impact other people. Even things that you don't think about will impact. Like I know when we go to the retirement home, how beneficial it is for them and for her. But when you go to a college campus, it's not what you're thinking. And they like walked away. They're like, thank you. Like you just changed the course of my week. And that was really cool. It was a cool moment. Not to mention also to some of the college students, um, they taught me about a new app. What app? <laughs> I was, I felt very old. Like for the first time in my life, you know, normally I come into the studio, I, f- I feel like the young one, right? I went into the situation, I was old. Compared to them, it's an app called Be Real, like literally B E R E A L, and it's like if you were to combine Snapchat and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And apparently, all these college kids are using it. I've never even heard of it. Um, but they, the app sends them a notification. And they have two minutes to take a photo of whatever they're doing right in that moment. And as soon as they take the photo, it gets posted, and all their friends can see it. And then it goes away after that. Like interesting for college students. Yeah. I don't know that that works in like my daily life. Somebody's going to get a lot of pictures of me working or eating food. <laughs> it's not that exciting, but um, I thought it was cool. And I thought it was a, an interesting experience and uh, a little bit of role reversal for me. <laughs> so have you felt old at all lately and doing anything? Has anything made you feel old? Yeah, I think I think turning 30, has, I've felt it for the first time. Really? really? Yeah. What are you feeling? I, I mean, I think it's kind of the same thing now, but it comes <laughs> probably whenever like a music festival gets announced and I'm starting to know like less and less mm. of like some of the headliners. You, like all of your artists are becoming classics. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like, a, there's like an emo night happening in, uh, in town here. And it's like all the bands that like I listened to growing up. And now it's kind of viewed as like, oh, it's like a 20 years later thing. Oh man. Yeah. That and hurts. I'm like, I still have a lot of those like on regular rotation. <laughs> oh yeah. It burns when that happens, right? Yeah, it just at some point it stopped being, I guess, cool, which I never really cared about, but it yeah. stopped being like relevant. And now it's kind of like the retro vintage thing <laughs> that you never listen. I will say my my dentist, who's um, I I think in his fifties, somewhere around there. Um, but he he was like, it's never old; it's always vintage. We are vintage humans, and I'm like, you know. I would agree with that. I think that's a great perspective to look on getting older. You're vintage. You're still really cool, but you just got a lot of life on you. Right? <laughs> like, different perspective of looking at it. I mean, I'm not vintage yet. You're not vintage yet. <laughs> We're getting there, but not quite. So, um, and I do want to talk about, too, we had on the show this week coming in at number three was rejected segments. I mean, listen, this is always a funny one. There was a lot that drama happens with rejected segments because it's like your bits being used but it's being used in rejected segments in a negative way yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the best feeling 
Um, but there is one that didn't make it that you had mentioned, and I want you to share the one that's a bonus yeah. projected segment. So we got an email saying that they're clearing out stuff here in the building because they're moving. Oh, yes. And they're like, there's a dumpster set out, out front. Just throw stuff in there. Just aim carefully, but that's how we can get rid of it. Just throw it from the second story into the dumpster. <laughs> so my idea was turning it into like kind of a game of like putting lunchbox out there and then having him throw things into the dumpster. <laughs> or the other way I pitched it of like the last time we had Amy mm. destroy the TV, of like a way to get out of aggression, we get a pile of things for her to throw into the dumpster and see if they That would be great. Out. We could still do that as a visual bit. I think that's what it was. It's yeah. a little bit more visual. When you hear it, you just hear something crashing. You don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find like that other little miss missing piece of it mm. to make it a good bit for the show. But it was so visual, got rejected. Well, it could have been the, um, did you ever do this in school? So there was in my science class, and wow, you just unlocked this memory in my brain, um, where you had an egg, and you could use whatever tools you wanted to wrap that egg, and you would drop it from a certain point, mm -hmm. and whoever's egg like didn't crack or didn't get destroyed on the ground like got an A on the project. And so we could have done it where we all had to use our own supplies <laughs> To throw an egg and see who actually was smart enough to not get their egg to smash. Dang, that could have that been something. Been, that's pretty good. That could still be something. <laughs> we we still, still have that. that. Yeah, we could steal that there or off the parking garage. Exactly. I mean, I remember that day. Like, I think there was only like one or two people that actually had their egg make it because you have to like, you have to put in some work to protect that egg. Yeah. So I think that could be funny. You just can use the resources that you have at your house, whatever's at your house to protect your egg. It's going into the trash. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. There. We just needed to spin it off there a little bit. But still might be a little too visual. I don't know. <laughs> I do think very visually. So it is hard for me sometimes when we send in. You know, part of the behind the scenes of the show that you guys don't always get to see is that we send in show prep every night mm -hmm. to, you know, about our personal life and news stories. And it all goes to Mike and Bobby and they figure out what's going to happen, what we're going to talk about on the show. And um, I'm very visual when I like to do my show prep. I kind I think of it from a digital aspect. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I guess that didn't really make sense for radio because you're <laughs> not really gonna see what's happening. So I I'm guilty of that often of <laughs> sitting in visual <laughs> things. I've tried really hard, but so much of me, like I'm a visual learner. I'm a visual speaker. I and like everything about me, I just see it instead of hearing it. I'm not big on audio, which is interesting that my job is in radio. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and two, like we have kind of transitioned with the best bits in utilizing like some of the things we've already talked about and some of the things we still have to talk about, um, came from our rejected segments that don't even make it in rejected segments. They just don't get used. Yeah. There's also that stack. <laughs> yeah. And there's like this whole stack of them that don't ever get used. So we tried to utilize them on the best bits, but there's still so much because I'm only bringing y'all in like on a rotation of every other month or every couple weeks or so. So like there's like five weeks of show prep that maybe didn't get used yeah. of yours <laughs> that we didn't get to talk about, but we got to talk about this week's that didn't get used. So that's kind of a behind the scenes for you guys. You guys are hearing the double rejected segments <laughs> during the best bits, <laughs> but you guys like it. So that's okay. It's working. Um, and then we had at, Number three, I, I messed up. Rejected segments is at number four. It's fine. You're not listening to the bits anyway right now. But at number three, Amy talked about uh, her acting role. She gave us some details about what happened in Hollywood, 
where the streaming service is, what kind of movie it is. As much as she could tell us, she told us. So we got that update. Um, and now we, we got a hot take from Mike because there's a TV show he doesn't like and I like. Yeah. You had recommended Moon Knight to mm-hmm. me, which I told you before that I had been kind of getting tired of all the Marvel shows because there's so many. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with all the movies, which I love. But when it comes to the TV shows, it's a big investment. It's eight episodes and... Sometimes when they get announced now, I'm like, now I got to watch another one because it'd be going to be connected to another movie. Yep. And it just feels like a lot of intertwining. So I watched Moon Knight. All of it. All, uh, yes, all of it now. Okay. And it wasn't my favorite. And Interesting. Within like the first couple episodes, I was like, I'm waiting for this to get a little bit better. Oh, man. So you didn't like it. I didn't like it. A whole lot. And I I don't know if it was because of the character, because of a lot of like the back and forth, but there was just nothing that really drew me to the character. And I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of a victim of it being overhyped <laughs> because I did see a lot of people posting yeah. it. Every episode would come out and get great reviews. I just didn't feel the emotional attachment to it, which is what I kind of look for when it comes to any kind of superhero. I want that like human element a little bit more. And while it was really cool visually, the action was great. There was just something kind of lacking for me to really be a show that I couldn't wait for the next episode. Interesting. So you kind of liked it, but just not a lot. Yeah. I think compared to all the other Marvel shows, I'd probably put it towards the bottom. Dang. I mean, here's my thing. When I was watching it, I was so fascinated with the acting abilities of Mm -hmm. the main three characters, especially towards the later episodes, like the way that they transitioned so easily and so like quickly, I think I just sat there in awe watching how talented they were. That was a big part of that for Mm -hmm. me, that they were able to do that so well and so quickly. Like obviously there's not like multiple takes happening. This is in one scene and you're watching this happen and you're like, how do they even do that? And you, you're you missing things until the end and you're catching up and you're like, oh my gosh, and you start putting all the pieces together. I was fascinated by that. And that's where my, so I didn't have like the emotional connection to him because I don't have um, what he has, right? Mm-hmm. But I had an emotional connection because I was so fascinated with how they were able to do it so well and like ex- execute their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that then on top of that, all of the acting scenes and how it all, like how they tied into this whole different world too. Like we've never seen in the Marvel universe, like this Egyptian side of things. And so I was really fascinated by it, but I'm so bummed you did not (laughs) like it. I think it's also the visual aspect of it too, because it is cool to see, but I kind of lean more towards like practical effects. And when the entire character is CGI, Mm. like it's. I f- it feels more fantasy to me, and I love fantasy, but it just didn't really feel grounded anywhere. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I would like it's one of my. I would say it's one of my top three. I still think WandaVision is probably the the best one. I would agree. Yeah, I'd put that one in number one. Yeah. Um. And then and then maybe Loki. Um. But I don't know. Loki and Moon Knight compete for me. So because they're just so different. They're them being different than what the rest of Marvel has shown us already, I think is what made it so cool. Yeah. That's why I loved it. Because it like watching um, Hawkeye, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, which I also enjoyed, we've met all the characters before, right? So Moon Knight was the first time it was like this new character we have not learned anything about besides uh, an after scene in one of the movies. I don't even remember which after scene it was. 
Um, so like getting to see this whole side that now I'm excited to see how they try and incorporate him and what happens. Did you watch the last, the in credit scene on the last episode? I don't, I don't think I did. Oh, I don't, I'm kind of tired of the in credit scenes too. <laughs> and listen, I'm a big Marvel fan. Like I, I love Marvel, but there's a little thing that is just like, we need another end credit scene. But they all connect. They, they're they extra information, especially in Moon Knight. They, this is a big part. Yeah, but I just feel like it feels a little bit cheap to me now, putting Dang. in the end credit scene. Because it's like, I just watched this entire TV show, this entire movie, and the most important thing is in this post credit scene, and it's supposed <laughs> to hype me up to watch the next thing. Like, just put it in the show. Put it in the movie. Yeah, I, you're not wrong in that, but it, it has been Marvel's thing, right? They have to keep going with their thing yeah i just feel like it's it's always the same it's Mm -hmm. like oh there's this one mysterious character he does something oh crap it's gonna be a okay we know there's gonna be a sequel (laughs) like i don't need it anymore you know what i'm hearing mike i hear that you're very burnt out on superheroes well i mean i've seen like there's like 30 of them now (laughs) yeah there has been a lot being released this year like um i mean tonight it's our our tradition my boyfriend and i's tradition to go see all the new marvel movies on Mm -hmm. the thursday night that they come out Mostly because I'm on social media that I can't avoid spoilers, spoilers. It, which sucks for me. Um, cool of Marvel, though, I realize they turn off their comments during premiere weeks. Mm-hmm. So nobody can spoil, at least on their Instagram page, which is a really cool idea. Um, but obviously you can't turn that off on everybody else's and all the fandoms and everything else that pop up. Um, so, yeah, we are we are going to see that tonight. And you know what, Mike? I'm going to sit there for all the end credit scenes that they give me. <laughs> I, tell, I leave now. Oh, like, you I don't even... No, I'll watch it later on YouTube. Dang, you don't even enjoy it in that moment. No, I'm good. I w- oh, <laughs> man. If there's one, if there's one Marvel thing that I would skip this year, it'd be Eternals. Mm-hmm. That was the one for me. That was, <laughs> didn't do it for me. Yeah, I don't really like that one. <laughs> you know what? See, we can agree on some others. We can't. The one it I works. Am, the one I am excited about that just got announced recently is they're coming out with the first. Latin American superhero, and its name is El Muerto, and Bad Bunny is playing him. Oh, yeah, in Marvel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting for me. I've always wanted um, a Mexican superhero. Which will be really cool. Is there really not any others in the universe? As a lead, no. Okay. And in the comic books, he's from Mexico. Bad Bunny's Puerto Rican. I don't know if they're going to make him Puerto Rican, but yeah. it's pretty cool. Well, that, mm, that's what was cool about Moon Knight is the girl who mm, she is one of the first like Egyptian mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe. I think Egyptian is the right one. I think that's what she is. Either that character is the first of in Marvel. So it goes in your thing yeah. that you like <laughs> and you still don't like it. Oh man, I'm not going to be bitter, but I am kind of bitter because <laughs> I do really like it. Um, but I am curious what other people think because, because there is a lot of CGI in it that does add a different level of, who ends up liking it and who doesn't, yeah. for sure. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. 
we have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All that sitting and swiping, our backs hurt, our eyeballs sting. That's our bodies adapting to our technology. But we can do something about it. We saw amazing effects. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. There's no turning back for me. Make 2024 the year you put your health before your inbox. And take the Body Electric Challenge. Listen to Body Electric from NPR on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, man, I won't won't hate you too bad. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad we at least agreed on some things. Everyone loves to hear this segment that happens once a month. It's Employee of the Month, and we had our Employee of the Month chosen for April, which you might have heard. If you're paying attention to this podcast, we gave a little bit of a sneak peek away, but I anticipate that you have probably already figured out who our Employee of the Month (laughs) is, um, just based on social posts and everything like that. So there's that. I'm just going to leave that there, and what I want to do right now is play a game with Mike because Mike always does the games on the show. Mm-hmm. But I sent these in and I feel like it's interesting and so I want to know if Mike knows them and he probably is going to know all of them correctly. Okay. But that's fine. Can you guess or fill in the blank, I guess, these super common phrases, okay? All right. You ready? Ready. Time flies when you're having fun. You're right. This is not starting off well for me. Don't <laughs> worry, it's a piece of cake. Ah, did you play this already? No. Don't get bent out of shape. I'm so interested if people are going to listen to this and be like, that's not what it is. (laughs) Hey, cut some. Cheese. No, slack. I should have said them. Hey, cut them some. Oh, yeah, I said slack. (laughs) No, I take it. Is there a win for me? Um, You really hit the blank on the head. Nail. Yeah. Back to square. One. Yeah. Good things come to those who. Wait. Gosh. They have bigger blank to fry. Fish. Once in a blank moon. Blue. All right. Okay, you got them all. That was not exciting for me. <laughs> I am so interested to know, though, like, you know how there's so many common phrases if people have ones that aren't actually the right ones that they constantly use? Oh, yeah. Do you have any like that? Yeah, I always thought it was nip it in the butt. <laughs> yeah, not nip it in the bud. Bud, yeah. Yeah, last one. The other one was... I don't know why I thought this, but whenever somebody is trying to make ends meet, I thought it was meat like the actual like cow meat or something. Oh, you didn't, like M-E-E-T? I thought it was that like you're struggling, you don't have enough money, so you're trying to get some kind of meat. Interesting. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's ends meat, like the ends actually come together. In yeah. Meat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. There, I do think too, like I think some people are going to hear these and, and when you say those answers, they're going to be like, I don't think those are right. Because so many different regional, like, region areas have their kind of own phrases. Mm-hmm. 
interesting debate here. Do you feel like bless your heart is a nice saying? No. I bet it's a little condescending. Yes, exactly. I still remember this very vividly when Morgan and Hillary both worked for the show. We had a huge debate about this because they both were like, no, it's meant to be like, oh, bless your heart. Like, that's nice. Like, they're they're looking out for you. I'm like, no, absolutely not. If somebody says bless your heart to me, they are not being kind to me. And I have always felt that way. And I've seen it. Like, I will see it in movies. I will see it in TV shows. I'll see it on the internet. People say bless your heart. And not once have I ever seen it show up in a nice way. Yeah. I can, I've heard the reasoning why it's like used in an endearing way. Like, oh, it's just a, like the phrase we say. But every situation I've heard it in, it's like, oh, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like if somebody's doing something bad and you're trying to be nice to them, it's like, oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Like you have no brain cells. <laughs> yeah. Like you're so dumb. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know what? Hey, another thing we agree on, Mike. There you go. <laughs> We just have to step away from movies <laughs> and TV shows. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even think I have any, like, phrases that I use. I do say words are hard a lot because I mess up a lot of words. But that's about the only phrase that I use. Do you have any phrases that you use often that you don't realize you use? I think after I corrected those, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have them anymore. Yeah. I will. Some people end up having, like, a phrase or a word that they say often and they don't realize they say it very often. I used to say literally a lot. And then I realized Bobby hated that. So I was never allowed to say that <laughs> on air. So I stopped saying it. Literally. Yes. That was one. But yeah, that was about it. Well, this is why you write the games. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm also like super trained to if anybody presents me with a game, it's something I've either already thought of or. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've had many years of this that you've been trying to come up with content every single day. You're like, oh, we've done that before. I feel like I just have like easy trivia questions embedded in my head like forever. Listen, if you keep putting <laughs> Bible questions in easy trivia, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I got so lucky this week. I didn't. I mean, I didn't win still, but, but that doesn't say much though because you could put about any category in there, Mike, and I'm screwed. <laughs> I've also, I've, I've realized too in my life, I don't have good long-term memory. Hmm. I'm really good with short-term, and I'm really good at remembering things like from a past year. But if you like go past that for me, no, probably not going to remember it. And it's just funny too because like I was a straight-A student. I did so good, but it's because I would study so hard, and then I'd take that test, and then all that information was gone. Never remember it again. So this is why I suck at easy trivia. All that to say, that's why I suck at Easy Trivia. It's actually because my memory sucks. And any game, for that matter, is just I really have a terrible memory. Unless for some reason it's been brought. Like, it's it's really funny. If you pay attention to our show, there are sometimes context clues, right? There'll be an Easy Trivia that comes up. I'm like, oh, my God, we talked about that. Something we talked about on the show, I remember this. Yeah, if you pay attention, that's how my brain works when I, write, when I come up with the questions. See? I pull them from things... That we've either referenced or mm -hmm. sometimes within the game, if you pay attention to the next person question before you, there's a hint to your question. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've started figuring. Listen, I, I need every help I can get because it's not often I'm going to win yeah. these games. So I have at least started like I pay attention to the show because I do have to like basically take the show and put it digitally. Right. So I know what's happening on the show. Mm hmm. But sometimes they don't connect. Sometimes my pieces don't connect. <laughs> but I have realized that they are intertwined in a way. So I am trying to pay more attention, especially if we talk about like classic rock. 
Okay. We start talking about classic rock. I'm like, okay, give me, give me the lowdown because I don't know anything. But then I might be able to use one of those to my advantage. And then it always shocks Bobby and Eddie when I get things correctly. And I'm like, mm, I remember that one. You guys talked about that one. <laughs> Just a, a little peek into how both Mike and I's brains work when we do show stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Elder vs. Millennial too. <laughs> that one. Those get me often. Um, but then, you know, at number one, we had such a really cool moment on the show that was so organic, not planned at all. Uh, sixth grader Reese called into the show. She wanted Jason Aldean to come perform a duet with her at a talent show. And um, obviously that couldn't happen. But Bobby's like, you know, maybe Jason can do a video for you. And Jason happened to hear it. And it was just a super cool moment. Um, and Bobby mentioned on the show this week, too, the the time cell always just always get requests for things. So I think too, when we do these as much as I love them, I saw our social media the next day and I was like, Oh my Atlanta. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks we can do everything. And I'm like, guys, you realize for the one person that's doing that, there's 50 more of them, especially if we do stuff on GoFundMes. If we mm -hmm. ever say somebody calls in and we do something with a GoFundMe and we do our crazy thing where everybody starts donating money. Right. I swear I'll get GoFundMe's for like four weeks after that. It's like, you guys did this. So like, can you help me with this? And I'm like, I would love to help all of you. Like, I would love to. But if we help one, it is like almost immediately after everybody wants us to help them on every front. Yeah. And it's it's hard because it makes you not want to help in a way. But you're like, I want to help you. But this is a lot for us to handle. <laughs> I mean, we would do them all if we could. Right? Like, I'm like, yeah, I see. Uh, oh my gosh, the ones that like hurt my heart when they send me are like they're if a dog needs surgery or something, I'm like, yeah, I want to help. I don't have money. I mean, I could retweet, but if I keep retweeting this, there's not gonna be any more content on my feed for people to actually watch. Um, so I try really hard to be very like like diligent about helping in a way, but not. But man, it is hard. I feel like that happens a lot though. Yeah, and even like me going through like the mailbag request, a lot of people want artists at their weddings and <laughs> it's so interesting to me because let, let me ask you this do you like is there anything any strange celebrity request that you would have like if if you could genuinely message someone and get a request is there something you would ask i don't think so that's you know what i mean yeah. like i think about my wedding i don't want any celebrities at my mm -hmm. wedding I don't, there's nothing I need them to do. And maybe it's because we're in this industry, right? Maybe that has jaded us some mm -hmm. in that aspect. But even before then, I just don't, I don't know that I would ever reach out to a celebrity and ask for anything. I don't think so. I think maybe like later down the line when I have like a kid. That's where I could, They're yeah. like a fan of a celebrity. Like I could see myself reaching out for like a video, an autograph or something. Something mm -hmm. along those lines or like a meet and greet. Or like Make-A-Wish stuff. I think that's so cool. Yeah. But I think me as an adult man, <laughs> I don't think I'm reaching out to a celebrity like, hey, could you come yes. to my party? Like the, the wedding stuff is crazy to me. Yeah. I'm I like, get it because wedding, very special day. If you have mm -hmm. a connection with a song or a performance would like make the thing for you. I get that. But it's a very hard thing to do. I don't think I would know what to do if a celebrity came to my yeah. wedding. I'd be like, um, this is my day. This is not yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, I also, you know, I, I will tell you, too, I've had a, a bit of a revelation. Is that the right word? 
to use. Um, maybe you can tell me if it's the right okay, word to I'll use. Okay, I'll you know. Um, but just going to so many weddings lately, I, you know, I used to, as a young girl, I used to want it all, right? I wanted the white picket fence, the house, the big wedding, all the things. And so much of that has changed over there. So I'm not, I don't know why I'm surprised that that's also changed in the aspect of a wedding. But there is a part of me that's switching from ever wanting to have a big wedding to eloping or doing a small wedding at a courthouse. Yeah. Like, I have really transitioned over. Did that happen to you at all before you guys had yours? Yeah, we went through very kind of different stages of at one point we were like, do we just go to the courthouse and make it easier? Because we were also battling a time where you couldn't gather around. So Mm -hmm. trying to plan a wedding during a pandemic was tough enough. So we were like, let's just go to the courthouse. We were at that point of like, let's just do that. Like, we'll invite our family, fly them out. They they come. We get married. That's it. We did another version where we just had it, like, in our parents' backyard. We were pursuing that one for a good amount of time until we realized it would get a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, and they're like, we just have to find a venue for it. Oh. But I think kind of taking away all, like, those other things, it kind of brings it back to, like, the most important thing is that you just get married. So, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like. Do you, I mean, over under $30,000 for you guys? Under, yeah. Significantly under? I would say, yeah. Okay. So you guys found a way to do it that it wasn't like it didn't break the bank super hard. Yeah, we got lucky on the venue and then we kept the guest list relatively short, like 100 people. Okay. Which I think is. Did Did you guys invite 100 or 100 showed up? We invited a hundred. Okay, how? Yeah. Ma- this is the thing. This is also a debate on social media. People are like, "You will say like, okay, say you invite everybody, so you get like more gifts or whatever, mm-hmm. or more money for a honeymoon, whatever it may be." And what happens if all of them actually then decide to show <laughs> up? <laughs> so, like, were you guys worried? Like, oh, there might actually be a hundred that come. Yeah, I think it ended up being under because some people didn't come. Some people showed up that weren't invited. <laughs> I did not know that. Some people just brought people. What? So we were like, okay, cool. So what? Yeah, it all worked out in the end because at the end of it, we just wanted to have a party. Yeah. And I felt like our whole wedding just had like a party vibe. Oh, yeah, it was great. Your guys' wedding was amazing. (laughs) So I think after that, like we didn't really care about the little things of like who's here and all those kinds of things. It didn't really matter. Yeah. But like looking back on it now, you're like, dang. (laughs) Rude. <laughs> it was more like, I don't know who to address this uh, thank you note to. Well, we did mention on the show, too, that the the wedding I had went to, how, like, somebody stole the purse, the mm-hmm. whole thing. I And I do, like, talking to some of the people that were also at the wedding, I do think over time you forget it because you're just happy it happened and it was over. Everybody had a really good time regardless of one thing that went off. Do you feel that way? Like looking back on your wedding, you're not really paying attention to the few things that didn't go 100% according to plan. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what's yeah. actually happening. Like as long as you get married that day, that's really it. And we tried not to pay attention or have like little details that we wanted to work in that were so, I feel like people get lost in sometimes. Yeah. Of like every little thing has to be perfect. Like by the end of it, we're just like, whatever. <laughs> like, like, it's going to happen, whatever's going to happen. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, if you like looking back, are you glad that you guys ended up doing that? Or do you wish you would have just got married at the courthouse? 
I'm glad now, but I would have been totally fine with the courthouse. Mm, interesting. Because I think just going there, having just our family there and getting married, it would have been less of a stressful time during that. Because yeah. there was a lot of things that happened just in our life around that time that at one point we we're like, are we going to be able to even pull this off? So I think for our well-being, it would have been a lot less stressful just to go to the courthouse and get married. <laughs> but now that we're all out of it, it happened. Very happy the way it went down. Okay, well, let me let me ask you in this way. If I were to be like, Mike, I'm going to get married. No, I'm not. Please don't message me. I'm not. I don't mm-hmm. have a ring. Nothing of that is happening. But if I'm like, hey, I'm going to get married. Should I have a party like you guys did, which was so fun? Or should I just get married at the courthouse? What would you tell me? I would say, first of all, do you like parties? I love parties. I love hosting parties is the problem. Okay. Coming from somebody who likes hosting parties, I think you should have it. Mm, Okay. Because I think if you like hosting parties, it's going to be the funnest party you've ever had to host. It's like the ultimate because you are the center of it. And it'll just be you getting to plan all the things for it. And so it's like the ultimate planning experience. If you love having parties and planning parties, then yes. If you're like me, doesn't like being the center of attention, doesn't like having parties. That's why I would probably lean more towards courthouse. Okay. It was very politically correct the way that you just went about that, (laughs) Mike. Because I I don't even like having birthday parties. This is true. But you've gotten better at that. I have because of my wife. Like last year when we rented out the movie theater and invited everybody... That was all her. Like, I would have been, like, fine not doing anything. I don't even like going to, like, a birthday dinner or anything like that. You're like, I just want to sit on the couch. Yeah. Watch a movie, maybe. I like seeing, like, Instagram comments. That's fine. (laughs) But, like, when it comes to a party, I just don't really like them. Oh, wow. Interesting. You've given me a lot to think about now here, Mike. And you're a pro. You've you've been married. You did. (laughs) And and I would say, like, if there's going to be a wedding that I have, it would be similar to you and Kelsey's. No, you had a lot of cool ones, like, culturally that, uh, like, paid tribute, I guess you could say, to your culture. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's the right way to say that. But, like, you did things in there that yeah, were... Yeah, try to incorporate yes, both of our... incorporate, not paid tribute. Wow, Morgan, <laughs> you're not dying. The culture is not dying. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, like, but have a party. Like, yeah. there is a part of me that wants to do a hybrid and, and, like, tell everybody to come to the wedding. But then when they show, be like, show up, be like... We already got married. We're just drinking and having a good time. There's a big part of me that wants to do that. Because that's the fun part of it. (laughs) Once everybody is just actually enjoying it and partying, that's the whole part you're going to remember, really. Yeah. And you want to keep the other part of it, like, as personal as possible. Yeah, that ceremony is meant to be very personal. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I want, like, 5,000 people. Sometimes it's weird. (laughs) I think the weird part for me was, like, going into it, I was worried about, how emotional I was going to get because everybody's saying you get rushed with like all these things and you're going to cry up there. I thought I would be to the point of like, I would be inconsolable (laughs) and I was worried about (laughs) that. And I think I psyched myself out leading up to it because I'm like, if I am not able to get through my vows, it's going to be bad. So luckily once I did see my wife walking down the aisle, I was overcome with like a sense of happiness that, like tears didn't really form because I was so happy. It was like the happiest I'd ever been. Yeah. That I was like, am I wrong for not crying? Or am I just like 
this is something I never thought would happen that I didn't cry. No, you just <laughs> expressed it like a very foreign emotion for you. Yeah. You know, at least not in that uh, heightened sense, right? Like mm-hmm. just a different emotion. I think it's really cool. But it, it is weird to experience that with all your family and friends. Yeah, there. everybody's standing there watching. I did I did say the one thing to my boyfriend if he ends up being the one that I, I stay with. I'm like, there's only one request I have for a wedding. Whatever I do is that Remy has to be there. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's my dog, Remy. That's my only request. She has to be there and everything else, I'm good. My family, Remy, cool. Whatever else you want to do, I can make it work. But that is my only request. <laughs> So I haven't, I'm not a, a bridezilla in the sense of uh, at least prior to even getting engaged. I just want my dog and my family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I appreciate the advice because I've been thinking about that recently. I think that just comes with as you keep getting older, too, when you're not married. It becomes a topic of conversation often. And when you tend to enough of weddings, you're like, okay, I do want this or I don't want this. You know, yeah. you start to figure it out pretty quickly. So I also really just want like some kind of mac and cheese bar situation. I don't know. Just weird food things to happen. <laughs> I really enjoy that idea too. So, um, but thanks for hanging out with me. We're all done. We don't have any more bits. We counted them all down and we talked about lots of things and I gave you a terrible game to play, but it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I nailed it. You did nail it. You got 10 for 10 or however many there were. Um, but tell the people where they can find you, where they can listen to you, all that good stuff. You can listen to my podcast, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, spoiler-free movie reviews, interviews with actors and directors. I'm about to talk to some of the people who worked on The Batman. <gasps> what? Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. The twins in the movie and then also the production designer, the wow. person responsible for the Batmobile look in that movie. They'll be on an upcoming episode. That's awesome. Great get there. Yeah. I mean, super cool. So make sure you guys check out that wherever you listen. And then where can they find you on Instagram? It is Mike Destro on all the socials. Nice. D-E-E-S-T-R-O. And you're getting paid for reels now too, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what that means is y'all just go watch our reels. That helps us out. Even if it's $1 of a reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, and you can find me at WebGirlMorgan, all the things. And of course... The Bobby Bone Show at Bobby Bone Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, it's out there. Check out bobbybones.com for some more content, y'all. Mike, thank you so much. Thank Have a you. great weekend. I will see you guys all later. Maybe I will see some of y'all in Austin today, whenever you, if you're listening to this podcast on Saturday. And if you're not, then just ignore that comment. Goodbye. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. Bones. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.